Nisargadatta Maharaj said, I am is the great reminder. Be attentive, inquire ceaselessly. That is all. Inquire what is permanent in the transient, real in the unreal. Don't try to understand. Enough if you don't misunderstand. Don't rely on your mind for liberation. It is the mind that brought you into bondage. Go beyond it altogether. Ignorance has no beginning, but can have an end. Inquire, who is ignorant? And ignorance will dissolve like a dream. The world is full of contradictions. Hence, your search for harmony and peace. These you cannot find in the world, for the world is the child of chaos. To find order, you must search within. The world comes into being only when you are born in a body. No body, no world. First, inquire whether you are a body. The understanding of the world will come later. Do not fight with what you take to be the obstacles in your way. Just be interested in them. Watch them. Observe. Inquire. Investigate. Doubt yourself and others. To find truth, you must not cling to your convictions. If you are sure of the immediate, you will never reach the ultimate. Inquire. Search within, and you will know. The moment you have seen how fragile is your condition, you are already alert. Now, keep alert. Give attention. Inquire. Investigate. Discover your mistakes of mind and body and abandon them all. Meet your own self. Be with your own self. Listen to it. Obey it. Cherish it. Keep it in mind ceaselessly. You need no other guide. As long as your urge for truth affects your daily life, all is well with you. A life lived thoughtfully, in full awareness, is by itself Nisarga Yoga. Let's explore self-inquiry and we'll do a meditation to explore your assumptions about who or what you take yourself to be. We can say, I am this sort of person, this happened to me in the past, I have these qualities, these skills, these attributes, these are my plans for the future, these are my possessions, uh, this is my uh, family, this is my lifestyle, these are my clothes, this is my body. So we can describe a lot, can't we? And we can give a, a story, a narrative about um, who we believe we are. Uh, but we rarely stop and question the validity of that story. And why would we? If these things are serving us, then, you know, it seems nonsensical to explore too deeply into what we take ourselves to be, because it's fine. This is my life, this is me, this, this happened to me in the past, this is what I am. Why would we? However, are we not hungry for the truth to really come home or really connect with what the I am is? What is the I am? What is the I? When I say I am male, I'm a good person, I'm a, I'm a busy person, I'm a tired person, I'm a father. 
I'm someone who is a product of my past or whatever it is, are we not hungry to really connect with what this I am is, what this I is? And maybe not, maybe there isn't, maybe for some people there just isn't this earnest desire to uh, reach the, the heart of life, of who we are, what we are. And this is okay, because um, there is no difference between people, between objects, between different forms. You know, we are all that same life, uh, whether we know it or not, whether we investigate into it or not. There's only the one life. You can't not be it. You can't escape it. And of course, there are times when we suffer. Uh, we feel depressed, anxious, low. We feel life is too much. We have memories from the past which causes great trouble. And so then that could be an opening into investigating what happened, to understand why we feel the way we do, to explore our identity and that can be fruitful it can be very clarifying but it can also keep us stuck within storytelling so we can then create a new story we want to create a new story we want to create a new better improved person okay now i understand it i understand where it's come from okay now i can work on new strategies to move forwards and to and to improve this self and to improve who I am and to have a better future, to find happiness. Again, absolutely okay. It's absolutely okay to do this. The one life manifests as infinite expressions, countless forms, including this body-mind with its personality and ego and, and sense of self. It manifests as individuality. And so therefore, there is complete permission to grow, to develop, to sculpt this self. And why not? While pure awareness is knowing itself in these apparently separate relative forms, you know, why not use that, that focusing of awareness to explore yourself, to explore this, this universe, to explore this world? Why not? And why not strive towards improvement? Why not strive towards better culture, better society, better politics? Why not? You know, this is this is in a way our birthright in this world, in this in this play of duality. We have this apparent ability to reflect, to look back on ourselves, and to accumulate to a mass and to shape our existence. Fine, but who is this me? Who is this self? Who is this our, this, this us? What is this sense of me which I'm refining, I'm improving, trying to understand? What is this me? And until we get to the root, get to the heart of that me, to know it intimately, there will be this ongoing restlessness towards better and this uh, this constant play of pleasure and pain desire fear and we can change the story change the mind change the body change the environment again fine but it's very unstable each quality each concept 
requires an opposing concept. Up requires down to be up. Left requires right to be left. Black requires white to be black. Happy requires sad to be happy. So there's always this sort of interplay between the opposites, which are very unstable, you know, because they are conceptual. They require the mind and a certain kind of mind to uphold a certain kind of concept or belief. So duality is unstable. And if we build our lives on duality, or if we build our sense of me on duality, on the known, and what we have been told, or what we have inferred, or what we have assumed, or what we have inherited, then that sense of me is unstable and requires a lot of maintenance, a lot of energy to preserve it, to sustain it, to keep refining it. And for those endeavours, there are countless steps and systems and practices and therapies, and it's all there in the world. And, you know, in a way that is like our birthright to play with, to explore, and fine. However, for those of us who are absolutely yearning for the truth of this I, of this life, there's another way. To enter into this, we, we have to be willing to let go of what we know, what we believe, what we've been told, what we've assumed. We have to kind of step over the edge and fall into not knowing to unravel, to dissolve into what seems like nothing. But actually that nothing is not an empty nothing. It's not a lack. It is pure potential, the absolute, you know. We have to let go of our finite, limited selves and rest into the absolute. And the absolute is that pure potentiality. The mind sees it as nothing, as the void, because it perceives reality through duality. The absolute is empty, you know, like space, dark and barren and cold, because I know something else, which is the opposite, you know. But this is still coming from this play of opposition, of contrast, of duality. I can't tell you what the absolute is. I can't say what the absolute is. There's no way to say what the absolute is. The supreme self is power Brahman. You know, there are no words. You know, these are just attempts. These are just provisional labels. I can't tell you what the absolute is, what this absolute I, the absolute self is. We can't read about it. We can't find it. We can't locate it. We can't become it. It is not within the play of duality. Something and something else, this and that. It's the unknown. It is that which is free from the known. <laughs> Yet it is that which is the ground for the known. It's the very life energy for the known. 
there is nothing within the play of the known, within the play of form and duality, that isn't this indefinable absolute. There is no difference between form and the formless, between manifestation and the unmanifest. There's no difference. It can seem that the absolute is somewhere else. The unmanifest is somewhere else. It's, it's, it's at the end of a journey. It's at the end of uh, a certain practice. It's in the future. Again, this perception is coming from the belief in duality, in this and that, present and before the present, the past, and next is the future. And if I do the right thing, if I find the right formula, spiritual formula, I will arrive at the absolute, become the absolute, and I won't suffer anymore. So this assumption is, is, is faulty. It's innocent, but it's faulty. It's based on me as a person with feelings and moods and states that can journey in time and space and arrive at this magical thing, <laughs> which will then transform me into just only having good feelings, only having good states, uh, or maybe having a force field around me, spiritual force field that will protect me from uh, the bad things. Uh, I'll be floating on a cloud, I'll be pure light, and I'll be enjoying that. So these are just all fantasies, and they're, they're, they're innocent, they're harmless, but they're fantasies uh, based, based on the assumption of duality. So there is no time and space, really, that, that's needed to get to the absolute, because there's no getting to the absolute. <laughs> you are the absolute. You are already the absolute. There's nothing that is not the absolute. There is no thing that is not the absolute. Because the absolute is no thing. Therefore, there's no need to pass through lots of different things, which is form, which is conceptual creations, to get to, to, get to that which is free of the conceptual, free of form, which is the unmanifest. We're not amassing, we're not attaining, we're not becoming, we're not transcending, we're not moving through time and space. We're not creating a new story about ourselves. So what's the alternative? It is the clarity to see what you're not. And by that I mean what you're not limited to. Because we've already said that actually you are everything. As the absolute, you are every form, every creation, every manifestation. So you are everything as the absolute. If there is such a thing as the absolute, and it's not a thing, then you are that. How can you be removed? If we believe we're not the absolute, that we have to journey and find or attain it or become it, we'll always think that we're never going to arrive. There's always going to be this treadmill, this hamster wheel. So it's, it's a process of negation, a process of discerning what I am through seeing clearly what I am not. I am everything. But what I'm saying when I'm 
when I'm pointing to this, uh, this, this possibility of discerning what I'm not, I'm saying, what am I not limited to? So what am I not limited by? So am I limited by this body? A good place to start is, is the, the immediate sense of what you already innocently believe yourself to be. So the body, am I this body? And if we close our eyes and just be and be watchful and just explore to investigate, not to try to attain anything, not to try to change anything, not to try to um, create new thoughts, but simply to rest, to be, to be receptive and open and to see what is here and to ask, is this me? Or more precisely, am I limited to this form? We start with the body. And with the eyes closed and sitting still, feel the energy, the sensation of this body. just holding the body in awareness. And at this point, there's nothing mystical about this. We're just, we're just seeing what is here and then asking, am I limited to what is here? So just resting, no need to say anything, no need to put it into words, no need to describe this body. The mummy generates images. So an image of the body may come to, to, to mind. Look at the image of the body in the mind with the eyes closed as you're resting into this and seeing what's here. Look at this image of the body. Is that image you? Are you limited to this image? It's just an image. It's a memory. Shape, colour, pattern, texture. Seeing this image of the body. The body moving, the body sitting, the body acting. And of course, you can do this with your eyes open and look at the image of the body that way. Is this image you? Are you limited to this image? And there's no need to answer, just be absolutely receptive, absolutely with the non-conceptual answer. The wordless answer is this image of you. Are you limited to this image? Are you confined to this image?
are you defined by this image? What knows this image? What knows this image? What is aware of this image? With this question, we are assuming that something is aware of the image. We're assuming that something knows about this image, is seeing this image. Let's, let's just play with this question. What knows this image of the body? Is there something or someone or some capacity that knows this image? And just be open to what becomes apparent without having to name it, without having to say it. What knows this image of the body? And it could be that it feels like, oh, it's the mind that knows. So we bring attention to the mind. See if you can find the mind. Can you find the mind that you take to be you, that you take to be the knower of images? If you manage to find the mind, ask, am I limited to mind? Is this mind me? If you don't find the mind, just continue to rest, just continue to be. You may find thoughts which seem to imply a mind, a thinker thinking mechanism, an intellect. Hold the thoughts in awareness. See if you can capture a thought. Notice a slippery quality of thoughts. And again, we ask the question, Are these thoughts me? Am I limited to this thought? What knows these thoughts? What sees these thoughts? Is there a knower of thoughts? No need to answer. Just be receptive to the dissolution of your assumptions. What knows this mind? What is aware of this mind? This question has built within it the assumption of a knower of the mind. We are toying with this ability to 
perceive duality, mind and the knower of the mind, thought and the knower of thought. Why is this knower? Can you find this knower? Can you find this, the seer of mind, of thought? Can it be located? The receptivity. Can you find the one who is receptive? And are you limited to, are you limited by, are you restricted to, are you defined by this receptivity? Am I the sensation, the energy arising here? Is this energy, this, this sensation that may or may not have the label ascribed to it, a label attached to it, body, my body. Am I this, this energy, this mysterious energy? Can we even call it energy? Is that word energy, the actual word itself, is that energy, is that word me, am I limited to the word energy? What knows this word energy? What is aware of this word energy? Can you find the knower of the word energy? The energy itself beyond the word? Is this energy seems to be here or maybe maybe has no location am I limited to this energy is this energy me is the word energy me am I limited to the word energy what knows the word energy what knows the energy itself or whatever this is Am I, am I these sensations? Am I these feelings? Feeling of calmness, feeling of boredom, feeling of frustration, feeling of dissatisfaction, or a feeling of desire, whatever it is. Am I this feeling? Am I limited to this feeling? What knows this feeling? What is aware of this feeling? Is this feeling the sum total of me? Can this feeling encapsulate me? Can it contain me? Can it define me? Can the energy define me? Can the image define me? Can the image capture me? Can the, the mind, the, the thoughts, can, can these things capture me? Can they contain me? Can they describe me? And 
it may be that there is a uh, a feeling or a sense of a center a center from which life is known thoughts are known the mind is known the images are, are known the center is is uh, perhaps maybe what we take ourselves to be the center does a center have a location is the center the center of the universe which looks out which perceives which navigates its way through the external world is there a world that is removed that is separate from the center is there a focal point of awareness that is located here which we attribute as me that we take to be me can you find that center again no need to say it no need to even think it just be responsive be receptive to what arises beyond the the realm of the concepts and then to expand the attention beyond this noticing anything any other uh, aspects sounds am i limited to these sounds are these sounds me and what knows these sounds or what knows the what knows the temperature am i limited to the temperature is this temperature me the smells are the smells me am i limited to the smells what knows the smells is there a boundary around you is there a you and a not you are you located in space and are you an object or are you a thing in space separate from space held together by an outline held together by a boundary are you the space Are you limited to this space? What knows this space? What's aware of this space? Is there anything that is aware of the space? Is there a knower of this space? Is there a difference between space and and not space or body and space or energy and space or me and space? Is there a, a, a dividing line? Do you have a beginning and an end? If you believe you are this this uh, a physical body, does it have a beginning and an end? If you believe you are 
of this energy, does that energy have a beginning and an end? If you believe you are the, the thought, does the thought have a beginning and an end? When the thought dissolves, when the thought passes, do you disappear? When the image of the body, the image of what you take yourself to be, when that image fades away into the, into the unknown, into the background, do you disappear? Do you, do you stop existing? Are you this existence? Do you exist? What knows existence? What's aware of existence? And this existence can also be called beingness. Pure being, just being. Are you this being? If there seems to be being here and it seems like this being is you, what knows this being? What's aware of this being? From where does this being arise? What is the, the essence, the, 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 the life force, the aliveness within the being? And are you that? Whatever this life force is, this, this energy, this, this aliveness, this consciousness, are you that? Are you limited to consciousness? What knows consciousness? Are you the knower of the consciousness? Can you locate the knower of the consciousness? And are you that? What's aware of consciousness? And are you this awareness? Is that what you are? And are you limited to that awareness? So we keep inquiring to find ourselves by, by a process of elimination. We keep stepping back. We do not land. We do not conclude. A conclusion is just a new story, a, a new version. We just fall into this deep knowing, this not knowing, which is deep knowing, a, a, a knowing beyond the capacity of mind, capacity of feeling, capacity of being human. Am I awareness? Am I the concept awareness? Am I the word awareness? Is awareness self-aware? Is awareness this consistent background? Is, it, is awareness this consistent quality or state or context or capacity that is eternal, that is timeless, that is uh, permanent. Is, is, this, is this what I am? Am I awareness? And can this awareness be located? Can it be defined? Can it be perceived? Can it be known? Am I limited to awareness? Or limited by awareness, am I confined to awareness? And it's also okay to stop at any point in this inquiry and to be what you take yourself to be. It's okay. Beautiful stories. 
but stories. This is, this seems to be what this, this uh, manifestation, this dualistic manifestation is about. I mean, I don't know this for sure and there's no way to vet it, but maybe, perhaps, this is just a, a dream or a play or a game. Lovemaking. Self-knowing, self-knowledge, self-awareness, self-expression. The ultimate self, the absolute Knowing itself, exploring itself, loving itself, losing itself, finding itself. Seeing how far it can push, see how much it can forget, and then see how far it can go to find itself again. Maybe it's having fun. Maybe we are having fun. We, the absolute me, the absolute I, the absolute, the only I, the only self, the only life. Pure enjoyment, pure Love, pure satisfaction, pure delight. Beyond these, beyond this, beyond these words, beyond these concepts. Love beyond love. Joy beyond joy. Not the human love. Not the human joy which comes and goes, which is on the back of pain. Not the, not the love on the back of hate or fear. This is just provisional glimpses, representations, little specks, little pointers, little signposts to the real love, the real joy, the real acceptance, beyond the knowing of acceptance, beyond the conceptualizing of, of acceptance. Maybe this is what this play is, this manifesting is, the unmanifest, accepting itself, loving itself, enjoy with itself. I don't know, these are just poetic descriptions, attempts. I don't know. We don't reach a conclusion in self-inquiry, in neti-neti, in this process of elimination, because that would be another position, another, another platform, another step in the journey, another story, which then we'd have to maintain and, and defend against and improve. We don't reach a conclusion. We don't try to reach a conclusion. We just, we just keep questioning the, the, the conclusions that we have already. And is this conclusion me? Is this conclusion definitive? Is this conclusion uh, characteristic or representative? Or can it contain? Truth, life, reality. And then we find that there isn't hopelessness because hopelessness is a conclusion, an, an identity, a feeling. There isn't nihilism because this is just another, you know, philosophy or theory or storytelling. There isn't emptiness or lack. These are just concepts. We're not trying to reach a new concept, because we are not a concept. These are just positions. There is just nothing but this. This isness. And 
I am not removed, I am not separate from this isness. This isness is me. This isness. I am that. I don't know what that is. Because I don't need to know any longer. I don't need to know what I am to be. There is no consistent I that needs to know. There is, there is no permanent I that can be claimed, that can be owned, that can be perceived from as a centre looking out to the, an external world. And this I has no need, has no desire, because it's not a, a personal I. And don't take my word for it. Inquire yourself. Inquire into yourself. Don't believe any of this. It's enough to be that. To just be. No effort, no journey, no duration, no time, no space. Nothing to uphold, nothing to sustain. Just to be that. That isness. And these words are too much. These words are too much. They're, they're, it's noise. It's poetry. To be, to be said, to be heard, and then thrown away. To just let go of. And there is no letting go. And there is no thrown away. There's just being this. not needing to know. It's a kind of falling in love with the, the unknown. Yet, it is known. Because it is all there is. You can't not know yourself. You can't not be yourself. It's all there is. You are all there is. You are everything. And yet no thing. You are the no thing that loves everything. You are pure inclusivity. You can't find yourself because you can't lose yourself. There is not a you and a true you to be found. There's just you, the isness, this, this. We can say that there is knowledge in contrast with deep knowing. And this is, this is deep knowing which is not dependent on thought. Knowledge arises within deeper knowing. There's an identification with knowledge and a forgetting of awareness. And this is just language. It's just another way to point to this. I am. I am the knowledge. I am the beliefs that I have about myself. Myself is the beliefs. I am merely a thought, a merely a collection of thoughts, a stream of thoughts. 
this is okay because it's just an illusion. You are never removed from your true self, even if you think that you are the thoughts and the, the knowledge or the mind. You have always been this. And this is not in conflict with anything that arises within it or as it or through it or animated by it or a metaphor often used is the ocean and the waves. The, the ocean is not in conflict with the waves because the ocean knows that the waves are absolutely inseparable from the ocean. So it's not like once, once a self-realization, I sometimes called disillusionment it's not that's necessarily expressions or play of life or discontinue. Anything can, can arise. Uh, anything can be felt or thought or done. The difference is, once there's this deeper knowing that I am that, no thing in particular, not limited by anything, then there's this natural freedom and relaxation of being nothing, yet everything. And, you know, the mind can, can then say, oh, I've arrived, I am this, but then that's still a position, so we have to question that as well. Everything is, is, is allowed. Every feeling and thought and movement is allowed. The difference is, is that I know it's, I'm not limited to any of this. I know that this is not absolutely me, this feeling, this thought, this body. I am this thought, I am this body. I am this room because I'm everything. There's no center to be found within anything. The world's not different to me. The world is that, I am that. And because I am at all, I am nothing. Because if I am everything, then there's nothing outside of me and a duality can't be created or a, a seer can't be can't look back and, and look at everything because it's all everything. And seemingly, paradoxically, I am human, fully human, ordinarily human. But this humanness isn't all I am. The human form has been seen for what it is. So is then freed from the confines, the conceptual prison, the body-mind expression Whatever it actually is in reality, I don't know, is no longer in bondage. And the bondage was simply a limiting belief. And since beliefs are nothing but thoughts, there was no bondage. There was no captivity. There was no limitation. There was only freedom. And even the word freedom misses the point. There was no need of freedom to be no thing no particular, yet everything, everything, every form, every expression, you are that as well. A normal life can continue in a sense, you know, it can appear that way. There might be fireworks and there might be some, some dramatic change or occurrence and there can just be the normal, the normal appearance of life, feeling, thinking, doing, uh, it might look very normal. Thought, feeling, doing, without a, a me associated with any of that. 
Another paradox is that mysteriously there are changes <laughs> within the mind and body and perception. This can happen because anything is possible. It seems to have a tangible um, impression or transformation or transfiguration. Nisargadatta said, this is how he described it, the person merges into the witness the witness into awareness. Yet, identity is not lost, only its limitations are lost. It is transfigured and becomes the real self, the Sadguru, the eternal friend and guide. Brilliant quote from I Am That. The person merges into the witness. The person is witnessed through inquiry or meditation. And what knows this witness? Because the witnessing can be witnessed, right? What knows or what is aware of this witness? Awareness, okay. And then he says, um, the witness into awareness, awareness into pure being, that indefinable isness that we can't we can't put into words or, or, or attain or arrive at but we always are um, and then beautifully he says yet identity is not lost but that identity of the person is an expression of you and not a prison for you the the person is transfigured so there could be a calmness a love flowing through the body and affecting the body and expressing that love and personality could change through coming home to the truth of what you are. Anything is possible. We can get very focused on this uh, exciting possibility. But this is still coming from the position of I am a person who is going to change, as I said earlier, and be better. It is transfigured and becomes the real self. The, the, the person is seen to be not different to the self and never was because the absolute self is all there is has countless expressions including the person but no expression limits you